appreciate the week we had Mr. J Jurassic back. That was, uh, How are you guys doing? Glad to be back yeah. again. Yeah. <laughs> we haven't scared you off yet. <laughs> no, not at all, man. <laughs> uh, uh, before we get into this week, I just want to formally apologize. If you guys hear any explosions in this episode, in the background, <laughs> for Jay and I, it's our Independence Day weekend. So oh. uh, I, yeah. I just heard I actually just heard a mortar go off. So <laughs> if you hear anything popping in the background, just know I'm not at war. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's right. Yeah, I'm actually it's supposedly the the fireworks that they do in the town I live in now is like next door to me. So like I, I don't think they're doing exactly today, but you never know. There might be a couple people mm. doing some stuff. Yeah, well, I, there's always I, somebody I out there with firecrackers. What was that, Jay? There's always somebody out here with firecrackers. I, I live basically on the border of Pennsylvania. In Pennsylvania, firecrackers and uh, fireworks are legal. In New Jersey, they're not legal. Um, you can't. You need like a, like a specialist. Like you know, firemen can do it, but you can't go out and buy fireworks. Yeah, well, yep. it's the same in Illinois. But I oh, live like okay. I live like 20 miles away from the border of Indiana, so is they're legal in Indiana and. That's not, and a border is not going to stop somebody from having a good time here in Illinois. <laughs> no, no, not at besides all. That's why. That, besides the fact that um, my I have a state, a county, and a New Lenox cop all within like my block alone, and they're the ones I get the fireworks from. <laughs> <laughs> like the good stuff. <laughs> oh, man. Lovely. All right, well, put well, that public service <laughs> announcement out there. Yep, that's all right. We um we got some ambient noise for the background um, <laughs> for the for the record. Briefly, um, it's another week. Um, more toys are getting out there, and um, or not just toys, more stuff for us to collect. David, last week we talked about the uh, the Lost World Bull T Rex statue that you had ordered, and that mm-hmm. arrived very quick from Hong Kong this week. Oh yeah, it was like four days. Um. From Hong Kong to Chicago, it was four days, and I mean, year a couple decades ago, that would have taken four months or four weeks, yeah. you know? Wow. Yeah. If you're expedited. No, it's. I was just gonna say, whenever I order anything from China, it's it's a minimum four week mm-hmm. shipping. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, that's very good. It arrived so fast. Yeah, the the high shipping it was. I mean, it was twenty dollars, so it wasn't that high, but it was. I mean high considering the size of the statue it's only about a foot long but it's very detailed the paint and the sculpt work is spot on even comes with a little rock like a rocky base with um the pegs that you stick the statue into has footprints in them so that's really cool the rex itself is more like a vinyl it's a little harder vinyl than um i'd say papo would be but it's like that kind of molted green, has the uh, scars on the face, has the um, stripes with the yellow pattern over the top. And it, I mean, it's beautiful, man. It, it's got the little kind of, uh, what is that, the, not the gizzard, the, uh, the what turkeys have. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, well, it has that, yeah. It's got the, the, that the um, male T-Rex has in the movie. So, uh, of course, get pics posted up of that. It's brilliantly detailed. It's got all the details in there. 
and it's got like the teeth are yellow the ones they got the kind of the bigger one those because along on the dressing park t-rex if you look at the tooth line about four teeth in there's these set of really big chompers that mm-hmm. he's got mm. and the only thing i could really critique about it is that there's kind of like this yellow bay like yellowish color on the um on the mouth joint it's not really a joint but on the um where the mouth would hinge instead oh, of the being seam? Like flat pink well instead of being like, a, the- like a flat pink it would be a um it's got some like yellow mustard yellowish tones on it which i don't know i'm trying to decide whether or not i'll um paint over that i can see what they're trying to do with it because oh, oh. You, you mean the the like um that flap of skin that like a lot of like lizards may have and I think I, I think crocodiles have that a little bit on the end right yeah but, yeah okay yes. yeah and and the movie is kind of like a pinkish brown so yes kind of, yes mm-hmm. they're trying to go for it with it but I don't know and the close-ups it doesn't really work I don't think mm. but everything else about it is beautiful the t- the toes are brilliant they have little highlights on them the scars are colored red. It's gorgeous. I'm very happy with it. And it was only $80 because I pre-ordered it. Get out. Yeah. Really? Yeah. <laughs> so we, I think it's about 85 but shipping has jumped to about $50. Yeah, so, that's still a pretty good price tag on something that detailed. Uh, and that, mine. I, Sorry, yeah, yeah, I saw some of the photos that you posted of, like, not your piece exactly, but the piece you had uh-huh. ordered before you got it or whatever. I saw them on your Instagram. I think uh-huh. uh, you posted them, like, a couple days ago or the other day. Uh, yeah, a couple of days ago. Yeah, I saw him, and I was like, wow, that's a really cool-looking Rex. No, I'll definitely post up these new photos, and oh, I'll post yeah. them on the uh, Lost World uh, Facebook, or Lost World Minute Facebook page, too, so everybody else can bask in their beauty. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I remember <laughs> I remember when you got the male buck, the, the, re- the painted one, in your hot little hands, and you sort of went out to the creek and done all those um in environment shots as well so i'm, mm-hmm. I'm foreseeing you're going to be doing much the same with this as well <laughs> well the, the great thing about this one is it's detachable from the base yeah it's made of a solid kind of not rubbery vinyl but that kind of popo style vinyl mm-hmm. so it's i mean i'm not going to be throwing it on the ground or anything but it's tougher than my um than the maquette that i had got which is a hollow horizon um repaint it's kind of been re it's been um reconfigured and repainted so it's more fragile than the because it's that kind of brittle plastic of horizon rather than the solid vinyl of popo Mm -hmm. and for 80 bucks you don't mind if you have to sink its feet into the mud a little bit (laughs) some nice imprints no it's, it's actually i really am happy with this it's it looks great, and um, it, like I said, the shipping was really fast. I bought it from Monster House Hong Kong, so I would definitely buy it from them again. I think they also got a baby blue and a female T-Rex. Um, oh, really? Hmm. Uh, female T-Rex uh, TLW or female T-Rex uh, JP Rexy? I think it's supposed to be JP. I'd have to check uh-huh. that. <laughs> was, uh, yeah, she's my favorite. I love the Buck T Rex. Don't get me wrong, I do. But like, you know, I mean, Rex C J P Rex is uh, that's uh, my absolute favorite. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, we we go back a long way. Oh yeah, she's <laughs> us uh, and her. I've said it in many podcasts, and I think I've even said it on Twitter, and I don't care to say it again. She's the uh, Rexy is the the reason I fell in love with dinosaurs, really, because I was like, wow, mm. this dinosaur is incredible. She came out mm. and did that first roar back in '93. It's just like <laughs> awesome. Yeah. You know. The I I'm just looking at the photos, and I think it's iToy made it. Hmm. Is um I'm not sure if iToy made this one. I think it might be a Hong Kong or Master House Hong Kong exclusive because it doesn't have the iToy insignia on the corner like the baby blue and the Jurassic Park T Rex does. But I think the photos actually look a lot better in person than it does on the website. I gotta say, and I think the photos on the website look pretty good. But in person, oh my god, it's beautiful. So yeah, I'll get those pictures up on um, mm. on our Instagram tonight, and probably the picture, and then I'll probably uh, get the photos up on our Facebook uh, when this minute goes live on Thursday. Awesome. Yeah, very nice, Jay. Why does uh, anything come in your mail this week? Oh uh, yeah, um, actually, when I went to see the premiere of Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. My friends surprised me with some really cool stuff. They always do. My friend DC Villain and his girlfriend, Laurie, they always like, they're the most awesome friends when it comes to like JP love because they basically, if they go somewhere, they're always thinking, if I can't go with them to the conventions, which I used to go to conventions with them all the time, they're always thinking of me like, oh, you know, he couldn't come, so let's see if if there's anything JP related and if it's, you know, and they're not going to like throw in like a million dollars, but if it's something that's affordable and they're like, Hey, he might not have it in his collection. They bring it through. So they surprised me with the target exclusive Owen with, with baby blue, uh, pop figure, which is really nice. cool. Cause it was, it's basically the last one I need until they finally release wow. Ellie uh, in the Jeep and, um, Actually, the, the huge Rexy. Yep. Yeah. I oh, hate wait, to disappoint Jay, but... Ah, don't I, do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. No, 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 DC villain because he's like he's been looking oh, searching really? hard for that one. I do think, do think, because he sent me like a like encrypted video, I guess, of like a large pop figure, and I'm pretty <laughs> sure that's the large a Target exclusive of Rexy. I'm pretty sure it's her, and if it is, that is awesome. So that's probably yeah. another one to add. And um, I have my really good friend Gabriel. <laughs> Which I actually met off of uh, JPL back in the day. Um, me and him have been friends ever since. He's a talented, talented sculptor. Uh, me and him, I've talked about stuff with dinosaurs and sculpting and painting apps and whatnot. But um, he sent me like a mystery package. He's like, yo, um, what's your address? And I'm like, oh, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, I'm going to send you something. I'm like, all right, cool. He actually sent me a glass, uh, like um, a beer glass of that has blue on it from the Alamo Draft House, which is really, really, 
really beautiful looking. It has oh, blue wow. and it's like embossed on the glass, so it's like it's painted too, like it's all in color, but you can feel the scales and like it's blue off of the glass. And not only that, they the draft house had like this um, Mondo poster book, which has like all this Jurassic Park info from the first movie to the other movies, and it has like the, all the posters that like Mondo did, uh, MondoTees.com. So like really cool exclusive book. He's because he went wow. to see the movie I think at the at one of the Alamo draft houses or something like that, or he got it from somewhere I can't remember. But he's like, dude, I had to get it for you, man. Mm-hmm. So he sent me that. And those are like the two really cool items that I – I mean the couple items that I got. Oh, I forgot. No. Also, I got a T-shirt from Hot Topic that um, DC Villain also surprised me with. They surprised me with the with the, um, the Owen, a T-shirt that's like um, – it. do you guys remember they had Hot Topic had like a uh, contest for like art? Yeah on t-shirts well mm-hmm. the the winner their their shirt design he got me it which is really cool i was actually going to enter that the that contest and i just was too wow. late to the to the ball game you know what i mean i didn't get to enter my design or whatever um what was what was, what was it yeah it's it's you know i was i was thinking it was going to be something like crazy and and whatever but it was actually very simplistic it was a um it's like a rendition of, you know what? I I have to send it to you guys. It's 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 cool. It's it's uh, the T Rex from Jurassic Park on the Jeep. It's the scene, you know, breakout scene, and she got her leg on the Jeep and whatnot. But the mm-hmm. design is very um, uh, how do I how do I say oh. like almost like uh, like you know those like wood carvings like etching, mm-hmm. type of um art. Yeah, it kind of looks like that. It's it's white yep, yep. on all black tea. Really cool. Right. And cool. another another thing, they and mm-hmm. I've also forgot that his girlfriend Lori actually got me the Lost World and Jurassic Park Crichton book all in one. The 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 special edition came out like a couple like a while ago. It's oh, like yeah. it says like Jurassic World, but it's actually you know Jurassic yeah. Park and Lost World in it. Yeah. So yeah, a couple of cool items that I got in the, like mm-hmm. last week or so, which is awesome. You can never, you can never have too many copies of the novel. <laughs> no, not at all. I have so many, <laughs> so many. <laughs> <laughs> well, they change. The covers changed on a lot of them too, so you can get a um, yeah. quite a display up with all the novels and their different different um, covers, especially the for yeah. international releases. I can actually let, let's, let me see. Uh, I got, I got four. Um. I have about like six or seven different versions of it, hmm. all t- all together. Like maybe uh, three or four different versions of of the Lost World, and like two or three different versions of of Jurassic Park. And I have the audio book too. Yep. So, yep. Oh, nice. yeah, I'm always whenever I see a novel like at a at an old bookstore or whatnot or thrift store, I I, I tend to get it if it's if it's one of the covers I don't have. Hmm. Ah, oh, nice. Um, I. Went to uh, went to the cinema yesterday. It was me, it was me uh, daughter's eighth birthday, so she wanted to go and see The Incredibles. So, <laughs> damn it, I couldn't see Fallen Kingdom again this week. But um, <laughs> <laughs> I'll get there next week. I'm sure I will. But uh, yeah. one, I did want to get in there this week anyway because they have the uh, the movie cups and that in there that you can get. And I wanted to get it this week because I reckon by next week 
something else, Ant-Man and the Wasp or something will be out and all the cups would have changed again. I would have missed the Thorn Kingdom mm-hmm. ones, but this, these were the... Uh, it's just Blue's head, like a real close-up on Blue's head and that gorgeous big orange eye on it that sort of wraps around the cups. But um, got two of those, and uh, while I was out looking, the uh, I'm going to call it the second wave of Matchbox cars. I don't, I haven't looked too hard about what's in each wave, but this is the uh, the green Textron Tiger armored carrier, the uh, the silver Jurassic World version of the '93 Jeep, and the um, nice. I think it's a Raptor or the Dino transport truck, but uh, Got two of the green Textron trucks, and I just love how there's only two paint details on this and the white one that come in the first line. That's the engine logo on the door and the blinker on the front corner of the, the vehicle's painted orange as well. But um, but just love the detail on, between the green one and the white one. They've just got the subtle... Um, one's got the black iron carriage where the green one's completely green. Um, and just great little troop builds. And then... I end up, I've got two of the 93 Jeep Wranglers, and it's the, uh, I'm going to call it the Nedry variant, because it's got the clear, on this it's sort of a dark, a dark bluey grey colour, uh, removable soft top for the Jeep. Mm. It's also got the, uh, the four spotlights on top of the, uh, the windshield as well, which was just like Nedry's Jeep, um, in Jurassic Park, so, these, I don't, these weren't in form, uh, Jurassic World, were they? Because it's got... They're numbered and no, they've got, no, no. Yeah, they got on the um near the, the near the doorstep. They got for off, uh, official use only, much the same as what the G wagons did as well. So, and they're only they're only three bucks. So I just love troop building these little <laughs> little matchbox jeeps. So hopefully, as you're saying before, Dave, with the Funko and Jeep issue, I hope that hasn't um, or doesn't cover the whole Jeep license for Fallen Kingdom because if we don't get the JP Jeeps or even further toy jeeps in the uh, toy line I'll be upset yeah I will be too honestly especially because I mean honestly I don't think it does affect the general license with Mattel but I heard something about Funko I had trouble with the license or something like that Hmm. that's so weird but Tom Tom will tell on that hopefully hopefully something comes out of it because I that that Ellie that Ellie and Jeep figure was on sort of the top of what people want to get out of that line and if it's been cancelled or not coming out now yeah, it's, it's a shame it sucks yeah, it sucks because like, we, we Ellie's like really important in that movie and it'd be nice to have a pop figure of her you know mm. we're not getting we're, it's nice she was very important in that movie like I feel like Ellie and, and Sarah Harding and have been more of the good um, strong female characters in the Jurassic Park franchise but you do you do yeah. know that us fans we are waiting for wave three or four with Amanda Kirby and bullhorn <laughs> accessory. <laughs> oh God! I think I think the, there's gonna be a pop figure of itself of just the bullhorn. <laughs> I've never I've never seen as much in the Jurassic franchise as I have in other franchises where you get figures that come out of characters or the figure quality or build itself is just so bad where you see people doing YouTube videos of just destroying uh, said figure. I reckon if, if we ever got something like that, the uh, amount of videos out there of people throwing her down the trash compactor, the, the, all that sort of stuff, just utter destruction. She's one of the worst characters ever. I'll take three. Uh, Or and Paul Kirby. Paul Kirby with his... It would just be the card. 
just this like Kirby <laughs> industry card. That's it. Well, I've seen uh, I've seen that on me um me eBay safe searches for movie props and that from the films. Someone's yeah, replicated the card now and started putting it up there. So, which I don't, I can't recall if you actually even see the card. He just sort of it's out of shot where he's handing Grant the card out of shot. So, it's not even a screen used prop that they've remastered or done themselves. They've just made it out from scratch. <laughs> But there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff on eBay like that. Like someone's trying to sell um, tranquilizer pills for a triceratops that you never see. <laughs> oh the... my god! No way. It's just like one of them yellow pill vials with um, triceratops and InGen and Jurassic Park sort of on the uh, label. But um, yeah, I'll admit I would buy Paul Kirby if only to turn it into season eight Shameless. Frank um, <laughs> Gallagher. If anybody watches that show or has heard of it. I mean, yeah, yeah. Uh, William H. Macy is a bad actor just because he took a badly written role. I honestly think that somebody can go from playing somebody like Paul Kirby, who's a yuppie suburbanite kind of guy, to just the lowest of low-down white trash you could imagine. <laughs> I mean, that guy's a great actor. I I do love. Oh no, he's a he's he's an incredible actor. It's just like that role that he played, or it, it wasn't even him. It's just the role, you know. It's yeah. like well, the, the... Tia Leone the same. Like she'd been in yeah. some stuff, and even now she's yeah, she in has too. TV and, but that it's and just that's why that's why when I refer to him, I refer to him to as Amanda Kirby and Paul Kirby. I never say William H Macy or Tia Leone because it's not their fault. Yeah, <laughs> their characters were written so badly. You know? Billy Billy might be the one exception because I only learned the other day he was um he was also in Face Off as as um John uh, not John Travolta as um Nicholas Cage's brother in that so I the glasses oh, just yeah. completely threw That's him. right Pollux Troy That's right that was him also the film that has that engine engine stuff in the thing we've been talking about so much in this podcast as well so. Another connection him. there to the Jurassic franchise, but um, yeah, just... he's a, he was an engine spy the entire time. There yeah. you go. <laughs> <laughs> now we know, confirmed. Yep. Um, I suppose just quickly last to the two. I um yesterday I shipped me a pile of loot from Big Bad Toy Store, which has the uh, Indoraptor and the real feel Mosasaur as well. Get it over and get it sent before the new tax hikes come in here, and I've got to pay import tax on it. But I know the um the Indoraptor is being seen here in a, a few stores now, but I've um, purchased online, so I'll wait for that to get here, and I'll report back when it gets here. And uh, America oh, you, here you probably ten the, days. The the articulated figure. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I have. You're gonna love it. It's it's really really cool. I have it. Mm. Um, I got yes. it a, a while back. Like, there's a couple of figures that I had ordered, like even before they were out of stuff. I, I was able to snatch them up, and I've had them in storage. And I finally like brought stuff back into the apartment. And I actually, it's funny you name him because it's actually, I just opened the box today and I took him out and uh, he's still in the box right now, but I'm, uh, I mean, I don't know. I'm taking him out of the box. I think he's, re- he's too cool to be inside that box. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He is really cool. And even cooler yet, he stands on his own in multiple poses. I mean, oh, the Indoraptor was honestly one of the first figures I bought uh, in this, in the Fallen Kingdom line. And it's one of my favorites, just because the articulation alone is amazing. Mm. 
and he looks so cool. Like he look, he's a really cool looking figure. And like mm-hmm. we know he's a hybrid, but he he's a hybrid dinosaur. Um, really cool looking hybrid dinosaur. Just like mm-hmm. his the look of it. Just whoever like drew it out. Big props to him or her because mm-hmm. thing looks awesome. All right, we we, we did talk twenty minutes on toys. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know it's gonna happen, man. You knew it. Like, yeah, it's... I know. I know. I'm just sitting here watching that clock tick by. <laughs> Taking dinosaurs off this island is the worst idea in the long, sad history of bad ideas, and uh, I'm gonna be there when you learn that. Jay, I just want yeah. to um give you just a brief rundown of Fallen Kingdom, things you love. Just spoil, oh. spoiler free, of course. Oh, sure. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so. Uh... When I went to see it, I went to see it with my girlfriend and my two friends, uh, DC Villain and his girlfriend, and um, they loved the movie. They absolutely loved it. I don't know how I feel about it. I left the theater with a... I, I don't know. I, it's like a movie that I have to see again. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't hate it, but I didn't love it. Mm-hmm. Um, first showing. I have to see it again. I, I want to go see it again. Overall, the special effects are really good. Like uh, having back, having the animatronics back, such a big difference hmm. compared to you know comparing it to Jurassic World, where you just kind of like some of the dinosaurs just like looked out of their element because you're like, and eh, you know that's CGI. Like there's shots that should have been animatronic, and in this movie they do that. You know, um, the overall plot uh, I feel is okay like uh i feel like the like a good portion of the beginning of the movie is really good and then the second portion of the movie is a little weird it changes there's there's some it it's a it's different you know what i mean it's not something that we've been used to and i don't know I, right now how i feel about the difference mm. you know being that um i'm so used to the old ways i guess maybe that's what's playing against me i don't know yeah and that's and that's one thing too. We've had twenty five years with Jurassic Park, twenty years or twenty one years with the Lost World, and if mm-hmm. um, you want to throw Jurassic Park three in that as well, where it's even Jurassic Park three, yes, it's sort of shorter, more of a B yeah. B movie. It's still got similar feels. Jungle Island being chased. See, that's that's the thing. Like I didn't like in the like I say like um like I don't want to spoil it, so I. I'm just going to say the first part of the movie, because there's two, you know, there's acts in the movie. Like, I feel feel like the first act um, feels Jurassic. Mm. The second and third, or like mid to ending of the movie kind of act, didn't feel Jurassic to me. So that's where... No, I didn't. But then, yeah. I don't know. What was your your, uh, uh, opinion on it, David? I thought you loved it, it? it felt very Jurassic. I, oh, I loved it. Yes, I, I did love the movie. I will See? agree that the island feels more Jurassic than the second half. But the mm-hmm. second half does feel kind of like this Universal Horror Classics movie kind of feel. Yeah, and I have a very soft spot for the Universal Horror Classics, like Frankenstein and Wolfman yeah, and Dracula. Yeah, I, so that's the thing. I, 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 yeah, that's the thing. I, I don't. I, I've never really was a big uh, fan of those movies, so that's why maybe it rubs me the wrong way. Um, but there's the Crichton elements that they sprinkle through the movie. I love those, especially a certain one that me and you know, David, have 
uh, about that Brad doesn't know yet. So let's not even <laughs> say that. But that right there was uh, a reveal or uh, something that happens in the movie. It's a uh, very big. I love that. I don't know if you did, David, but I did. Cause, I uh, thought it was interesting. I'm not sure if I love it, but I thought I, it was definitely extremely interesting and something I'd love to discuss more once we've all seen the oh, movie. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And, uh, definitely. Come together and uh, give our thoughts. Yeah, cause I, it, it, yeah especially like coming out of Jurassic, uh, Jurassic World, sort of love love or hate the film, it's sort of, okay, we're, we're doing the park thing again, okay, something's going to happen, incident, dinosaurs running amok and all that sort of thing and it's sort of we, we're now at part five in well it's going to be it has to change yeah it's going to be a six a six movie franchise and, yeah if, if I, I go ahead sorry oh, I was just going to say if, if the next one makes a billion dollars like this one just had it it's it's hit like 750 million on the opening weekend so it's I think it's already at a billion dollars now but if the sequel if the part three does that as well then they're going to find some way of getting another trilogy made they're not. They're not going to just back away from a, a three billion dollar <laughs> trilogy no, that this they're, was. They're still making. They're still making Alien and Predator movies, you know, and <laughs> and so like some of, I I, it's 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 hard because it's like do as a fan of the uh, of this franchise, I I love that there's more stuff coming out, but when does it start to lose that value, you know, like that you're like kind of like oh man, it just doesn't feel right anymore. But this one, I'm not saying this one has that. It doesn't. I, me, I'm just fighting that old feeling of like, because it, it's different. So like, and I know they have to go a different route because you can't just always be on the islands. Hmm. But it's like, I guess the kid in me that's like, I love that island stuff and whatever. I know you just can't always just stick right there on Isla Nublar, you know? Yeah. So, and even, even comparing it to sort of previous movies, like you've got there's a very big divide with the lost world with once that Tyrannosaur mm-hmm. goes to san diego there's a lot of people that love it um think it's great a great part of the film yes it may be a little bit late to get go and do it after the worker village sequence but then, then you've got a lot of people that just nah, it should not be there it's just a king kong rip yeah they absolutely i I've, I've talked to people they're they they the second jurassic park the people that don't they're not part of the fandom they're not part of the community hmm. and you tell them like yeah my favorite is the lost world is they're like which one is that one uh, the second one. Oh, the one with like the Godzilla scene. Yeah, <laughs> it's always that. That's it's always where it goes down. Godzilla scene. <laughs> I, I, I swear. I, I, and you're like, you know, it's a reference to King Kong. Spielberg mm. specifically says that in the behind the scenes. You know, it's yeah, even the yeah, SS Venture. You know, it's the same boat. Yeah. But that's that's yeah. what people. You, you got to remember, general audience just connects like two yeah. dots. They never really think of anything mm-hmm. else. I, I can honestly say this week, <laughs> I, I I met somebody that's never seen the first two. That's never yeah. seen Jurassic Park or Lost World and went to see uh, Fallen Kingdom. Yeah, really. I I was so perplexed. I I think I I think I almost choked on my lunch. I I, I was like, what? And they're like, but yeah, that's I've never. That's something you get with franchises that run over an extended period of time. Um, oh, even when yeah. the prequels, the Star Wars, when the prequels come out, there's there's kids now that would have grown up, they would have been 15 or around, or even younger, that grew up and Phantom Menace was the first Star Wars film they seen. They would have seen those films, yes, maybe their parents had shown them the old, the original trilogy before that, but there's mm-hmm. there's, there's probably kids that, that still have not seen the original trilogy, have only seen the prequels, and now this new what's coming out now. Um, Jurassic yeah, yeah. Park, the same. Like, there'd, there'd be... My son, he's seen... Went and seen for, uh, Jurassic World first. He hasn't seen the rest. 
Um, he has now, and every night when he goes to bed, he plays the Jurassic Park free score on his iPod. He's got there. He won't listen to the other ones. <laughs> Although <laughs> I got the um, I got the Incredibles two score yesterday, and he seems to love that. So we'll see what happens tonight. But um, but it's just these long franchises where people haven't seen mm-hmm. the previous films, um, and I can see that with Jurassic World now. Like even the amount it's... of the, the countless. Um, rankings people do. A lot of times you see Jurassic World at the top of those rankings, and it's just have they seen the original? Yeah, or yeah, if yeah. Nostalgia yeah, yeah. plays a big part. It just too. perplexes. It, it just perplexes me that like uh, you know, uh, I can probably understand them not seeing the second one, but the first one, Jurassic Park, like it's mm-hmm. just kind of like a, it's it's one of those movies that that's there that like if you've never seen Jaws, if you've never seen Aliens, or you know, mm. so it, it's movies those like historical movies i guess i don't know what to call them but it's like movies of cinema that you that have to be so that you could understand pop uh, milestones milestone movies. milestones there you go there yeah. that's the perfect word it's like it, it like pop culture references that they might put in something <laughs> and some people won't catch it because you never seen that movie you know and it's well, like one of those yeah i can i can uh, put me hand up i can put me hand up right now um i've i'm I'm sort of guilty with the Superman franchise. I've I've watched I've tried watching the first one. I've watched, I don't know if I've seen it all the way through, and parts of the second. But just for me, if I want to watch a Superman film, it's either the Man of Steel or the um, Superman Returns with Brandon Ralph from back in '05. Like, yes, it's a shitty story in that, but at least I can believe a man could fly <laughs> in that way. It's just, and it might be just yeah. how late I've oh, no, seen no, it I see it too. I I understand. I I completely get it. It's just weird from uh from standing in that fandom point of view when you're mm. like a like in that franchise. It's like when I tell somebody like you guys will be perplexed by this maybe. I haven't seen all the Marvel movies. I haven't. Yeah. I have maybe yeah. seen like a few of them and they just don't I don't have it. But it's just weird to see like I don't feel like maybe the Marvel movies are there's not milestones with them. I feel maybe Dark Knight, but then it's all about opinions really at the end of the day. <laughs> it's just really weird to because I've I haven't met somebody in a long time that hadn't seen Jurassic Park or Lost World, and I was just like, what? <laughs> it caught me off guard. <laughs> you well, know, that, just... that 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 can include the novels as well. There's people that uh, haven't yeah. haven't read the novels. Oh either. no, no, that's that's I I know I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna put this person on the spot, but somebody I know personally didn't know they were books, yeah. and I was like, and just like said it. They're like, "What? There, there's books on these?" And I'm like, "Oh, yes, they're yes a book there first. <laughs> yeah, there's they're a book first. You know, yeah, but but then again, that's that's me too. A couple of years ago, when I found out there was a book, uh, I didn't know that Jaws was based off a book. I thought it was just a movie. Yeah. And then I actually, then I actually ended up reading the book, and the book is really different and very strange. Different, and I think I, it's one of the rare books to movie transfers that I think I like the movie better. Yes, you know? definitely. I can, yeah, hundred percent. The movie I will pick over that book. Book is I'll, very. I'll, I'll throw out. another one in there, and that's Die Hard. The original Die Hard was off a book as well. Um, what? It's, yeah. It's wow, a I didn't know different... that. I didn't know that one. I didn't know that either. Yeah. <laughs> So, oh man! Well, first blood was a book. Yeah, die, the Die Hard. Gotta, it was called something else. Um, you'd have I to. Gotta, I got. Go <laughs> anyway, that's 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 for another minute. We're, Wait, uh, I gotta throw one in here though. I gotta okay. I gotta yep. throw one in here real quick. Since you guys both have been in the theater, 
in the last like two weeks. Did you guys see the trailer for for Skyscraper? I've seen no, the trailer. No, I haven't for seen it in any of mine. Oh, on oh. YouTube, but not in the theater. Oh man, that's like it's kind of like Die Hard. Now that you mentioned yeah. it, that's why. Yeah. But very strange. He has a prosthetic leg and he's climbing. Uh, I don't know, man. Yeah. Not to uh. Uh, not to. Not to judge. Oh no, not judge. I don't. I don't know the right word. I, I apologize. But yet we have another bald action star that's going to be stuck in a um, tower because the rocks headlining yeah. that one. Which I don't think he, Yo, he does. At the moment. Does, he does the craziest like like action films, man. <laughs> then yeah. he had that San Andreas one. He's just in the helicopter, yeah, like, fighting earthquakes like. Only The Rock can do that, man. I think The Rock can punch an earthquake in the face. Like... Stand, stand by for Twister 2, where he just goes and punches tornadoes. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Dude, they, you know, he would be perfect for, like, the, for Twister 2. You Twister would. 2. They're you back. Would. They're mad. Nature's coming after you. <laughs> Wind V you Rock. You thought it was... You thought it was windy at first. You have no idea. <laughs> I, re- I, I, I miss those, like, old trailers from, like, the 90s and 80s where it was that one guy, like, talking, like, you seen it the first time. Now it's different. You know? <laughs> I couldn't hear it. <laughs> right? Right? You guys remember those? Oh, my God. Yeah. Wasn't there... Now it's just, like... Wasn't there a teaser for The Lost Worlds, just not another walk in the park or something with that? That's just that. Yes. 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 Just Park Three, I think, yes. think that was oh. not just another walk in the park. Yeah. So. It was. A, yeah, it was one of those. I, I remember the the teaser for The Lost World. What was I watching? It was. It was uh, late. Uh, it was like in November of '96 or 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 December, and I was watching something on TV, and all of a sudden. You just see the puddle and like uh, flashes of lightning. And that's where something has survived. Yeah, and then it says, you know, summer '97, and I I just remember as a little kid like like just going crazy, <laughs> like super crazy, running down the halls in the house with like just <laughs> T Rex in my hands, yelling, "Oh my God, it's happening! It's happening! There's gonna make a second Jurassic Park." Uh, I can just imagine you'd be screaming at the, at the T-Rex. like, you're coming back, oh, you're yeah. coming back. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. Dude, it, just thinking, you know, we didn't have internet and all that uh, stuff. Like, uh, well, we had internet, but I didn't, I didn't, it, computers weren't so accessible as we have mm. them today. And yeah. I didn't, I didn't get a computer till like I was in middle school or in high school, basically. Uh, it was like a gift for, you know, going into the next grade or, you know, um, and so, like, news of a new movie coming out like we got now, you didn't know about that till you saw it on TV or saw it in a newspaper or a magazine. Yeah. So, like, yeah. it just popped up on TV. It was complete news to me because I remember watching the movie. I can't remember where, when it was, uh, and it was Jurassic Park. And, um, you know, it's the scene with the pelicans at the end. Or uh, was it Albatross? Or the The birds at the end. Yeah, yeah and they're flying. Yeah, yeah, and they're just flying, and Grant's just looking, and then you see the helicopters roll away. And I remember sitting there as a little kid thinking, man, they need to make a second one. And I was watching with my mom, and my mom was like, yeah, they really should. And then down the line, you get I saw that teaser, so it was like it was like 
all that excitement from that moment when I was like, yeah, they really do need to make another one. Yeah, well, we, we discussed it when we first started the minute. Um, I only learnt a couple of months out. Like, yes, I'd had the Lost World book by then because I'd read the Jurassic Park book and um, Crichton had just released the Lost World, but I didn't know it was being made into a film and it was just a couple of couple of months um before the release i got the um it was in a newspaper newspaper right up in the movie section and just um three photos had a photo of ludlow knelt down beside the compie in the cage the shot at night looking along the trails as sarah's um opening the door for uh, for nick as he's carrying the baby in Mm. and um and a shot of ludlow uh roland um i guess a shot when he's crouching down looking at carter that asks and when did you last see him and like just trying to see those three shots and going, wow, okay, so thinking Ludlow was Levine, <laughs> just thinking, rightio, well, what's going on here? Mm-hmm. There's no, there's no copies in cages in the novel. What's, what have they done here? And just trying to break it all down. And then, of course, the internet being the internet, just trying to put time, it all together. Yeah, going to school the next day and um, or after that weekend and loading up the QuickTime player and I think it took about 35 minutes for that teaser or the trailer to mm-hmm. to load up. <laughs> On that little four by three screen or what a video, or whatever it was, but yeah. So you read the the red you read the book before you saw the movie, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I read the book afterwards. My uncle had the book. Yep. I remember when we left the theater, my uncle was like, "It's very different from the book." Hmm. And I was like, I was like, "Oh, okay." Did my uncle didn't like it, but I did. I was he. It was we went to see it on on um on premiere on the like the premiere. In 1997, um, I think it was May 23rd, and it was like it was a Memorial Day, so like we didn't have school, and I begged my uncle like all week, and I'm like, look, we don't have school, can you take take us to go see it? And he did. He took all of us, uh, like me, my sister, my cousin, my little cousin, all, all of us to go see it. It was uh, it was like a bunch of us back then. He, you could do that right now. It's like, oh my god, so much money to take a whole oh, yeah. family to the movie. Well, that's yeah, um, the same with taking my daughter to see Incredibles yesterday. Mm-hmm. It's like mum's uh, wife was saying, do we want to get a couple of friends from school? I've got no, no. We'll go as a family. It's it's going to be too much if we're going to have because that yeah, that's that the nineties. The nineties growing up, all our birthday parties was. The movies. movies. Batman, Batman Forever, mm-hmm. Twister, yeah, Independence Day. Movies and roller rinks. Movies yeah. and roller rinks. Yeah. What's a roller rink? I do want to cut in here and say that my first introduction through the book was um, was after seeing the movie, after seeing the movies both, uh, actually it wasn't until after 2001, after The Lost War, I'm sorry, Dress Park 3 came out that I actually read the books. Because my aunt, she was a huge nerd. She introduced me to Star Wars and Jurassic Park and all that cool, fun stuff when I was a kid. And my parents thought it was a phase, so that's why I never saw any Jurassic Park movies in the theater until 2001. But I read the, I have my aunt's copies of the first edition of Jurassic Park and then a softcover copy of um, The Lost World. But you, it's funny that you guys mentioned not seeing, like, the, um, what is it, the, not seeing Jurassic Park in the Lost World before seeing Jurassic World, because my boss is actually, I have two bosses, one of them is kind of a moderate fan, she's, I, she is what I would call more general audience, 
fan. Yeah, yeah. My other boss, she's a huge fan like me. She's read the books. She's seen all the movies, stuff like that. Her, 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 and her husband went and saw Jurassic Park opening night. I'm sorry, saw um not Jurassic Park, saw Fallen Kingdom opening night just like I did. And the next day at work, she first thing she says to me when she sees me is, "How did you like it?" <laughs> so I mean, that's the, if that tells you how big of a fan she is. And so it's kind of funny watching because my other my other boss, my other manager, she were the more general audience one. Didn't know that they were um, didn't and didn't not really knew didn't really know about Jurassic Park. She knew about Jurassic Park, but she didn't really know about the Lost World or Number Three. Mm-hmm. So she's like she's watching Jurassic World. The um, I'm sorry, the advertisements for Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. She's like asking, "Is this this is like the fourth one, right?" And we had to remind her, "Well, the third or the fourth or something like that." I think she said. And so it's funny because she's one of those general audience fans that has to be reminded of the Lost World and Jurassic Park three. Yeah, yeah. yeah, well they're they're the same ones too. They're just constantly asking, "Where's the Barbasol can? <laughs> when, when are we going to get back to that?" But um, uh, yeah, that's long gone. Yeah. Ready to get into minute one eleven? No, one twelve. <laughs> sure. As we ended minute one eleven of Lost World. Ian and Sarah are on foot, carrying the baby towards the ship, being followed closely by the Tyrannosaur. As we open a minute, they'd run past Ludlow's limo, and were running down onto the dock area, with Ludlow close behind. At the 10 second mark, we cut down to the destroyed office of the Indian Harbour Master, as Ian and Sarah climb up onto the deck of the boat, carrying the baby. At the 23 second mark, Ludlow climbs onto the deck of the boat, and looks left and right, trying to find where Ian and Sarah had gone, and finally yells, Dr. Malcolm? Ian and Sarah run out of the cargo hold, towards the side of the ship. Ludlow sees them, and yells, What have you done with it? I want that infant. Just as Ian and Sarah jump off the side of the boat, into the water below. The 42 second mark, while Ludlow's standing at the railing, Ian and Sarah just jumped over. We look back towards the warehouses, as three helicopters follow closely the path of the male Tyrannosaur. At the 49 second mark, as Ludlow's backing away from the railing, we hear the familiar sound of the baby Tyrannosaur calling out. Ludlow looks down the cargo hold, and as the minute ends, starts to walk down the steps, into the murky darkness. As we end on 111, Ian and Sarah ran past Ludlow as he's giving orders into the limo to uh, shoot the adult. And um, I love the little detail here too, you can see the reflection of the InGen logo on the building beside the car, that one we've seen earlier, so it's sort of sets up where the car is here, he's sort of still at the waterfront, um, whereas in the shooting script before, you're sort of standing on the dock, um, abandoned dock with a cell phone, barking orders into that. He gets out of the car here and runs after Sarah and Ian onto the dock, and he's only a couple of metres behind him here, yet doesn't try to yell, stop, or I want that infant, or anything, he's just sort of running along behind him to uh, pretty much see where they're going. But um, we cut to the side of the boat as Ian and Sarah run run for the destroyed office and use the roof section to get back up on board, as we've seen everyone do when the uh, venture crashed into the dock. And um, mm-hmm. they sort of get to the top top of the boat and run off screen, and we focus on Ludlow scrambling up the roof and onto the ship and sort of looks mm-hmm. left and right and calls out Dr. Malcolm. So they've obviously... <laughs> this this all happens very quickly. They get down that cargo hold pretty quickly, Um 
yeah, muzzle yeah. muzzle off the baby as well while they're down there and then climb back out. And I suppose it's a good thing that Ludlow said or the other worker said earlier that there was no other animals on the boat. Because you'd be you'd be a little bit spooky, especially when we see in a minute where there's no lighting down there. You're going down there dark, in haste. It's, it's surprising one of them didn't trip and fall down, tumble down into the hold. We cut to the back to the um, where the cargo bay control panel is as Ian and Sarah run out of the cargo hold and run towards the camera and sort of Ludlow takes a couple of steps to the left and stops in front of the doors and watches as Ian and Sarah runs away. They both climb the side railing of the ship and jump overboard, plunging down into the water. Like they're getting out of there really quickly. <laughs> you? Yeah, yeah. Knowing... I'd be unloading that T-Rex as fast as I can and running before yeah. he can. Yep. Well, those two didn't oh. see the the bridge earlier with the dead crew up there, so my my initial thing would be maybe just run to the like the uh, the nearest door and get inside, but especially at 4 or 5 a.m. in the morning, taking a swim isn't <laughs> isn't something I'd love to do. No, you sort of hit that railing and jump pretty quickly without sort of assessing how far the boat's up in that dock area, if there's any debris in the water. Because um, I'm sure it'd be, it'd be a good little skit for how it should have ended, or CinemaSins just having him jump yeah. over the water and landing on a plank or something and snap folding in half and dying or, <laughs> or something like that. But, um, I never thought about that, but you're right. But um, let me see. Uh, I'm gonna ask you guys something. Do you think there is a reason why they jump into the water more than just trying to escape? Well, we know from earlier, and we're gonna see in the next minute where Sarah comes back on board and she's got the tranquilizer rifle. They know that's in that overturned truck at the front of the boat. So mm-hmm. if that, the only way on and off the boat is via that office roof, they're not gonna run back down there. To get to the front of the um, front of the ship to get the tranquilizer rifle, if that's the direction the Trinosaur is coming from, like mm-hmm. the, the way they they go to the opposite side of the ship and jump over there. Maybe if they had a quick look to see if there was a ladder and realised there was no way off the boat that side and just jumped. That yeah, that could be uh, a good reason to it too. But I think to add on to that reason, to get the scent of the baby off of them. Oh, that's another yeah. good idea. Yep. I'd never yeah. considered that. Jump, yeah, jumping into the water gets. The, that's why they they both jump in there. They go get the gun. The the once they know the adult is gonna get there. Once mm. the adult gets there, it's not gonna smell the infant off off of them. It's gonna know the infants down there. It's not gonna follow them because we know yeah. throughout the whole movie that it's been proven to like <laughs> over time and time again what Sarah says at that scene in the when you know all the hunters they're all in that that uh, campsite area and she's like. T-Rex have, like, this incredible sense of smell, hmm. you know? So, I'm pretty sure, like, the, the, the T-Rex would probably walk, walk in there, would, would look and see them and be like, oh, so it's you guys, you know? Like, hmm. you guys again, you know? So, I think that's another reason why they jump into the water, just to get that scent off of them. Yeah. No, I love that idea, because really, when we see a couple of minutes coming up, Malcolm didn't have to go overboard at all. Like he, his only, or his job was to hit that his controls to close the door. Um, mm-hmm. but if, if he was on on deck, and I would have loved, and we'll see what happens when we get to the shooting script in a couple of minutes' time. But um, I would have loved when the transport does come on to the de- onto the boat, and you see over Ludlow's shoulder the silhouette. I would have loved just to see it sort of sniff the ground and look over towards that control panel, and then turn its head to the cargo hold and come in, just as a little call call out to say yes, he can smell 
the scent running over that way as well from where Ian and Sarah ran, but that's stronger down the cargo hold. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. they've both they've both held it this time at, by this point too. Like Sarah was holding the car and Ian's running to the boat carrying it. So yeah, the scent's on both of them. But that that's a good one. I yeah had not yeah. had not realised that. Mm-hmm. You're right. Mhm. Ludlow sort of runs over the railing where they jumped overboard and sort of looks down at the water there, and behind them you can hear the helicopters over the warehouses. You can see the searchlights focusing on one area of one of the buildings off behind him, and uh, as he sort of backs away from the railing, he suddenly hears that baby's cry coming from the cargo hold. We cut down low inside the hold as the uh, silhouette of Ludlow standing up on the dock. He sort of slowly starts to step down into the hold, into the darkness, and I just love the way this shot's set up, like it's completely yeah. dark. You just got the light, look like that light blue light in the in the fog or the mist mm-hmm. up on deck, and yeah, love it. <laughs> something, I will have to say something I have a kind of a, not like not a fetish, but I really like in movies, especially night scenes, is the use of a blue filter. Mm. Um, mm. In Jurassic Park, it was there. And that's because Dean Cundy, who also worked on one of my other favorite movies, Halloween, kind of uses it there, too. And it's very prevalent in the Halloween. And a lot of Dean Cundy's movies, actually, is this use of blue filter to kind of convey this terror in the in the night. And Spielberg and Yannis Kaminsky bring it back for the raptor attack on Isla Sorna that was a couple minutes ago. And then he brought it back here for the silhouette of the shot. Mm. Yeah, I'd say too, in um, Back to the Future too, it's used quite often as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what's, um, uh, what was I going to say? What, what, who was the the director of photography in this one? Uh, Dean, or no, Yanis Kaminsky. Yeah. Yeah, there you go, yeah. Represents in Columbia College, Chicago. <laughs> I, go, I go there, so... I go, that's cool. Nice, so, nice. Yeah. Because I remember him in like the behind the scenes of The Lost World when he's like, I wanted to make it very moody, moody. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I always Thank remember you. when he says that. <laughs> well, he also yeah, said that he wanted to use a lot of silhouette in the movie, and that is very well, well represented in this movie. Yeah, because he wanted to make it very dark. Because hmm. I think he worked with him on, did he work with him on Shinzer's List? I think he might have. Uh, yes, he did. Yes, he did. You're right. Yeah, he did. and you know, Schindler's List is, uh, man, <laughs> that's a really, really. Yeah. I mean, it, it's a piece of history, but it's a very dark movie, and it, oh, it has some hope. There's hope in the movie because of what happens, but just like the the photography in it is just incredible and very, very like gritty. So I think mm-hmm. putting him behind. The director of photography also in this film like really set the mood. Um, well, they they'd been paired, maybe not since Jaws, but most of the way through the eighties they were paired together, weren't they? Because I think it was when they got to they done this film and then either War of the Worlds or Minority Report was the last film they done together, and then they haven't reteamed again. Oh really? I, I thought I heard. I did not yeah, know that. I thought I heard. Because um, War of the Worlds is pretty good too. Yeah. And. Are you talking about the 2005 version? Yeah. The Tom Cruise? Yeah, I have not seen that in years. <laughs> I, I saw I, I I saw it a long time ago. It was it was pretty pretty all right. I, I liked how. I mean, I'm not the biggest fan of Tom Cruise. When it, I mean, um, maybe some of the earlier movies, but like, uh, I. But it it was all right. 
I like the sound that those things make it, man. Yeah. Oh, the, the, sound best, design. the sound design was oh, excellent on the movie. Ooh. I remember that. <laughs> that yeah. That's scary. Uh, if there's one reason to hate that film, it's because they used the back lot for the plane crash and blocked in the uh, operations building then to be the uh, Embryonics Administration's building so it could fall into disrepair and ruin because it's off the tour for the studio yeah. back lot. I will admit I do not care for the film for, uh, partly for that reason and partly because I don't care for Tom Cruise. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do admit I do like the sound design. Mm-hmm. The sound design on that movie was excellent. Oh, it, was, it was great. Yep. But that's um that's where we end on minute 112. Mm-hmm. Uh, movie-wise, just briefly in the shooting script... Ludlow chases Ian and Sarah onto the dock, but they're already climbing up to the ship. Um, he starts to climb the ladder up onto the boat, but by the time he reaches the railing on the side, Ian and Sarah have already been down the hole and they're jumping over the other side of the boat into the water. And he sort of screams at his dialogue at him, same as in the film, I want that infant, where is it? And uh, he runs over to the railing, but um, as we see in the film, but it's dark and he can only see the dark water of the ocean below. And then he hears an infant and looks over into the cargo hold and sees a baby cowering in the corner. He breathes, thank God, and starts to slowly walk down into the hold. So um, it's a bit more suspenseful in the film where you can sort of hear it, hear that cry, and know it's down there, but he can't see anything. He can't see down there. At this, at that point too, in the film, he thinks it's probably still muzzled as well. Mm-hmm. Like getting down there in the next minute, getting down there and finding that muzzle on the ground. That's that's when you just turn away. Okay, <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll leave it to someone else. <laughs> <laughs> but that's um. Yeah. That's 112. Thanks for joining us, Jay, for, um, for oh, another episode. Man. Um, that was a good discussion at the end. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, oh, that was great. Um, once again, tell us where we can find you. Yeah, um, on Instagram and on Twitter, uh, same handle, um, J-A-Y-E underscore J-U-R-A-S-S-I-C-K, J-Jurassic. Hmm, lovely. All right, and so until next week, guys, we'll uh, get out of you for today and catch us next time. All right. All right, guys, let's get the hell out of here. Contact details are on the website, thelostworldminute.com. You can email feedback to thelostworldminute at gmail.com, Facebook, The Lost World Minute, Twitter, at The Lost World Minute, and Instagram, The Lost World Minute. Easy to remember. Yeah, yeah, very easy to remember. All right. <laughs> uh, David, thank you for joining me for this recording. You're welcome. And uh, we'll be back. I've been Brad. I'm Dave. And uh, we'll talk to you all later. Talk to you later. Bye. It is absolutely imperative that we work with the Costa Rican Department of Biological Preserves to establish a set of rules for the preservation and isolation of that island. These creatures require our absence to survive, not our help. And if we could only step aside and trust in nature, 